0: Good morning. This is Pastor Bill Gay at Solid Rock Bible Church. I have a little message for you this morning on Spotify. Uh, I've entitled this message, Life is Not About How Much We Have. Or in other words, let's just say, Life is Not About How Much Stuff That We Have Acquired In Our Life. You know, this is what Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 6.33. <clears throat> he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, he's saying put your relationship with God at the top of your priority list and the rest of life will fall into place. Many times I've used that little little saying that I've got that uh, I like and it's really pretty good. It says uh, when you put on your shirt if you Miss that first button, none of the others line up. But when you get that first button right, then they all line up. Well, that's the same way it was, is with God. When we put God first in our life, then our life falls into place. But when God's not first, then we have problems. So, but you know, well, what 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 Jesus said here: seek the kingdom of God first. You know, it's, this is to show that, uh, that this that this is important that we put God first in our life. Jesus told a parable about a wealthy man who did a foolish thing in Luke chapter twelve, verse sixteen through twenty-one. Listen to what it says. When he told them a parable, the ground of a certain rich man produced much abundance. So he thought to himself, what shall I do since I have nowhere to store all my crops? Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns, I'll build bigger barns, and there I will store up all my grain and all my goods. Then I will say to myself, You have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take it easy, eat, drink, be merry. But God then said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be required of you. Then who will own everything that you have accumulated? This is how it will be for everyone who stores up treasures for himself but is not rich toward God. Then after this warning, Jesus told his disciples another parable, Luke twelve fifteen. He says, "Take heed or, or take warning and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses." You know, and this is so true. Uh, for just a minute, I just want to say something that I used to know several guys, and you know, I don't know what it is, but if somebody got something. They had to have it too. They, if somebody bought something, they would go out and buy it. It's something they just felt like they had to have. Pretty soon they had so much stuff that these men, these guys I knew, had to work two and three jobs to pay for it. And then they never had time to use all the stuff that they went out and bought. See, that's the way it is. They wanted it, but they couldn't pay for it. Unless they worked several jobs, then they had no time to use it. So really, they accomplished nothing but hard work in their life. You know, it just... uh, So let me ask a question. What is covetousness? And why is it so dangerous? The basic definition of covetousness is really greed. Uh, Pastor Warren Worsby, he defined covetousness as... An unquenchable thirst for getting more and more of something we think we need in order to be truly satisfied, you know, and that's really just about what it amounts to. And Paul tells us in in, in Corinth in Colossians three five that covetousness is really idolatry. In other words, covetousness is putting things ahead of God or wanting something more than you want God. In Exodus three twenty, what is the first? Commandment that God gives us. In Exodus 3.20, you shall have no other gods before me. Anything that you put before God is a God to you. That's more important than God himself. And there are dangers associated with the sin of covetousness. And I want to just look at one of those dangers today. Uh, covetousness causes us to miss what's most important in life. Jesus said that our life does not consist in the abundance of the things that we possess. In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he said in Matthew 6.25, he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body and what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Now just think about it for a moment. Isn't there more to our lives and what we just eat or what we wear? Now, Jesus is not saying, don't work. He was not suggesting that we sit at home and expect our food to fall from the sky. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 5 8 that someone who doesn't provide for his family is worse than a non believer. Jesus was not saying, don't work. He was, What he was saying was, Don't be consumed with the pursuit of material things. Do not be driven to have more and more. Don't begin to think that your stockpile will provide you with security. And this is so true. Many people think that the more they have, the better their life is going to be. But just like we said a while ago, sometimes the more stuff we have... It consumes our life to where we have to work more than one job, several jobs, just to be able to afford it. And then we don't have time to enjoy it or use it because we're working all the time. You know, Paul taught something very similar to this in First Timothy chapter six, verse six through ten. It says, "Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we will take nothing out of it." You know, I've always heard many people say that they have never seen a Hearst pulling all trailer. He's not going to take it with him, friends. And, but he said, if we have food and clothing, we can be content with ease. Those who want to be rich, however, fall into temptation and become ensnared by many foolish and harmful desires. For they want more and more, and that plunges them into ruin and into destruction. That's why I say the more they want, the more they buy. And it just plunges their life into such a deep debt that they'll never, reach, they'll never get out of it. You know, you're going to say, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now notice it said the love of money is the root of all kinds. It's, it's that love, that, that, that desire, that it said, And by craving it, many have wandered away from the faith. And brought upon themselves many sorrows. You know, it's like I was saying many times when people had to work more than one job, they ended up having to work Sundays, Wednesdays, all the time. They never had time for church. Maybe they was regular churchgoers. They loved the Lord. But they were consumed by other things. You know who does this? That's our enemy, the devil. You have to have that. Hey, look, your neighbor's got it. Don't you think you ought to have it? Don't you think you deserve as much as he he deserves? No, the devil's always telling us these things. The devil just constantly lies to us. And those who become consumed with obtaining things will sometimes miss out on the kingdom of heaven. We forget about God. We forget about our serving God. We forget about our love for God. All we can think about is Covetous, consuming, wanting more and more. And, f- and before you know it, you know, you find yourself not in church anymore. You don't find yourself praying. You don't find yourself reading your Bible. You just really begin to miss out on the true things in life. You know, like you said, you know, we're not gonna take any of that stuff with you. But what you got to do is prepare yourself for when that day comes and we go home to be with the Lord. Are you going to go home and be with the Lord? Or have you neglected him? Have you forsaken him? Have you walked away from him? You know, those, like I said, those who become consumed with attaining things sometimes miss out on the kingdom of heaven. What is life really about? Is it about things? Is it about big houses, sports cars, all these smartphones, TVs the the everything that you just think you've got to have, or is it about something more meaningful? Life is about knowing God and serving him, being used by him to accomplish his will and to someday be with him for all eternity in the New Jerusalem. You know we have to make those plans now. We have to put God in our lives, we have to serve God, love God. We have to be available for God to use. But when we get so consumed with other things, all of our time is tied up and just junk. And really, that's about what it amounts to. You know, it's just like one of these days, whenever uh, we pass away, what good is that stuff going to do you? Not one bit of good. You're not even going to own it anymore. It's going to go to somebody else. You've worked for it all your life. You're the one that consumed it. But now somebody else has it. And it's theirs. You did all the work. You paid for it. But now they own it. Live your life for God. God said, I shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Sometimes our need... Or what we think we need is not what we need. It's what we desire. It's what we want because our neighbor has it. Friends, we just need to put God first in our life. Say, Lord God, you guide me through this life. And you help me to walk through this life. I want to serve you. I want you to be my Lord and I want you to be my Savior. Lord, I need you in my life. And you know, when we really put God number one in our life, like I said a while ago, everything then will begin to fall into place. But when you start putting God second, third, fourth on down the line, we're just asking for trouble. You know, God loves us, but he will also punish those he loves. He wants them to walk right. He wants their priorities right. He wants to bless them. But when we neglect God, we're neglecting the blessings that he has for us. So just always remember, make God number one in your life. And the things that you really need, God will supply. And, uh, but I just wanted to bring that to you today because I've talked to a number of people that uh, I get phone calls all the time. People want to, can I help them with their electric bill? Can we buy their butane or propane or this or that? And they're, not, and they're not even in church. They don't have a church. Friends, put God in your life. Get God in your life. And God said, I will supply your needs. So if you're listening to this today and maybe some of the things we've mentioned Uh, maybe you're beginning to do some of these things. I need this. I want that. If I had that, I'd be so happy. Well, maybe you would. Maybe you wouldn't. But what you need to look at is it taking the place of God. God says, I'm to be number one in your life. You're to have nothing before me. Think about what you're putting before God. God If it's something that you want before God, if it's going to be something that's going to restrict your worshiping God, loving God, if it's going to be something that's going to take away from your time with God, don't do it. Forget it. It's not worth it. Remember, life on earth is short and eternity is forever. Anyway, that's about all I've got for you today. I just wanted to Bring this up. I had some, something happen that made me want to do this, and I'm not going to go into that. But uh, it's just that put God first, and then everything else will fall into place. Uh, if you're here, if, if you're listening today, and if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, or if you're having some problems with some things, maybe you need to think about, well, what we've talked about, is God first in my life? Chances are he's not. You need to make him first. You need to make him number one. When you make God number one, I guarantee you that you will see difference in your situation, in your needs being met, in your whole life, in your enjoyment. You know, I think that's one of, this is one of the greatest times I've ever had in my whole life is serving God. Is serving God, knowing that my heavenly Father is with me wherever I go and whatever I do. I'm never alone. I've got that Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. And you know what that said? It said, for greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Do you have the Holy Spirit residing in you? You know, if you would, let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this message, Lord. And just open our eyes, Lord, that we need you to be number one in our life. We need you to be first. Lord, everything, you need to be first over everything. Lord, when we put you first, then the other things begin to line up as we need it. Not just as what we want. Lord, there's a lot of things we want, but we don't need. A lot of things we want are not good for us. They hurt us. But Lord, you know that. And Lord, if we'll put you first and we pray about these things and listen to you, Lord, I know that you will guide us in what we do. So Lord, thank you for loving us, for being our Heavenly Father, and thank you for your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he did on the cross to give us eternal salvation. So thank y'all very much, and uh, I will see you next Wednesday. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. Y'all go to church Sunday now, okay?